For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Receive these words of life today, which have the capacity to change your life forever through the ministry of Pastor Prosper Etonam Dusi. Pastor Prosper Etonam Dusi is the lead pastor of Central Fellowship Ministries, a ministry headquartered in Ghana that is focused on the expansion of the Kingdom of Christ through the preaching of the Gospel. He also oversees and coordinates the Central Fellowship Theological College, a theological college that is focused on perfecting the saints through the accurate knowledge of Christ. Now, stay connected to this life-giving message from Pastor Prosper Etonam Thank you, Father. Uh, we continue with our series. This morning, I want to uh, we'll be ending uh, uh, the first part of uh, um, when is a man saved? When is a man saved? Then next week, we'll draw some important conclusions um, as to answering the question now, when is a man saved? So, don't forget how far we have come. Uh, we we began to look at, uh, we broke the, the uh, series into, into bits, especially when it came, well, this particular one, which is, when is a man saved? We started from faith in Christ. You remember faith in Christ? Then we looked at what is the gospel, and then we also looked at uh, what the apostles preached uh, as the gospel in the Acts of Apostles, because that, that, would be, that would be the beginning of the church. That would be the beginning of the church. And so, it's very important we appreciate what the Lord is doing and uh, I trust that you're also following the same way because these are important questions that every believer must be able to answer in your preaching and your teaching the word hallelujah praise God so don't forget how far we have come then next week like I said we will not answer the question when is a man saved so if you are asked the question you should be thorough because it says in um, um, second Timothy 3.15, it says, and from a child, that's what brought us to faith in Christ. That's how we began it. And from a child that has known, that has known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. So, salvation will come through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. And he said, all Scripture is God-breathed and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. So, all Scripture is important, is, is advantageous for my learning. And if it is in that scripture that you find salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus, then it means that all the Bible is communicating to you is salvation through faith, which is Christ Jesus, which you should teach. Are you getting it this morning? That's what we teach. That's what we preach. Salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. And if it is salvation through faith, which is Christ Jesus, what is in the Bible, then that is what forms their gospel. That is what forms their gospel. And we, we saw in um, Romans 1, 1 to 4, how that God or Christ was made a son of um, a son of David according to the flesh and was, was made a son of God in the resurrection. 
And you see that right from that point, the communication was in the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. 1.16, when he says that I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God unto salvation first to the Jew and to the Greek. That same gospel is what is communicated. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he gives us the content of the gospel when he says that first of all, he died, he was buried, and he was resurrected the third day. He says the, the, the gospel which I received is the same I commit to you or is the same I preach unto you. And, 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 and he saw, we saw the content of the gospel. Very, very important. Romans 4.25 when he says that he was, he was, he was, uh, he died for our sins and he was raised for our justification. So the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ is what gives us the message to preach. His death was to take away our offenses. His resurrection was to present us justified. Justified. That is the content of the gospel. So we establish that faith in Christ is faith in the gospel of Christ. In the resurrection. This faith is the faith for salvation. Not for miracles. You know we went through that cycle too. When we looked at the miracles that Jesus did. Did he bring them to faith? No. No. They're only interested in the miracles. So, miracles will never bring anybody to faith. Philanthropy will not bring anybody to faith. You went and you gave out clothes. and said, we brought the gospel. We can't come in Sapine. <laughs> they will collect the clothes and run away. Yeah. And when it's time for the word, you see the little children come and sit down. <laughs> they are looking for more. Maybe toughies or something. Praise God. So that's how far we've come. And this morning, we want to round up on that. Then we now answer the question, when is a man saved? Are you ready? Praise God. So don't forget that um, before this, we went through the um, Acts of Apostles to look at what um, Peter preached, what Stephen preached. Peter, Peter preached about five sermons from Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 3, Acts chapter 4, Acts chapter 5, Acts chapter 10. Are you here? <clears throat> then we went to Stephen Acts chapter 7, 52 to 56. We looked at Philip in Samaria, Acts chapter 8, 4, 4 to 5 and 12, and 25 to 35. Then we came to Paul, Acts chapter 13, 26 to 38. 26 to 38. Acts chapter 13. Acts 13. Acts 13. Paul and Barnabas sent off. Acts 13. They were now in Antioch. Look at verse 26. Men and brethren, children of the stock of Abraham, and whosoever among you feareth God, to you is the word of this salvation saint. For they that dwell in Jerusalem and their rulers, because they knew him not, not nor yet the voices of the prophets which are read every Sabbath day, they have fulfilled them in, in condemning him. And though they found no cause of his of, of death in him, yet desired the pilot that he should be slain. And when they had fulfilled all that was written of him, they took him down from the tree and laid him in the sepulchre. God raised him from the dead. So they will tell you all the events that led to his death, all the events that led to his burial, but the core of it is that we have an evidence he's not in the grave, he's risen. And this is the Jesus we preach. Praise God. The risen Christ is what we preach. And it will flow through all their commentaries. It will flow through all their speeches. 
It will flow through all their sermons. It is the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ that gives us the ability to be saved. In fact, the communication of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ is communicating God's ability to save. And how he raised him from the dead. How God raised Jesus from the dead is communicating God's ability to save. Praise God. Are you following? Hallelujah. So we saw that very, very clearly. Very, very clearly. And he was seen many days of them which came up with them, with him, from Galilee to Jerusalem, and uh, who are witnesses of his, who are his witnesses unto the people, and we declare you, unto you, glad tidings, how that he, the promise which was made unto our fathers, God had fulfilled the same unto us, their children, promises that were made in sundry times and in diverse manners. The prophets speak, right, unto our fathers. That was the promise. But in these days, God is speaking in his son. So Jesus becomes the fulfillment of the scriptures. Hebrews 1, 1 and 2. Are you following? The scriptures are very clear. They are very clear. They are very clear. Wow. Wow. As it is written also, as it, it is also written in the second psalm, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Psalm 2 verse 7. Psalm 2 verse 7 and 8. And as concerning the, and as concerning that he raised him from the dead, now no more to return to corruption. He said, in this wise, I will not give you, I will give you the sure message of David. That's Isaiah 53 verse 3. Isaiah 55 verse 3. Wherefore, he saith also in another psalm, Thou shalt not suffer thine holy one to see corruption. That's Psalm 16 verse 10. Psalm 16 verse 10. And remember, um, um, Peter also said, mentioned same in Acts chapter 2 verse 27. Are you following? I'm just repeating what you, took, you wrote last week. <laughs> yeah, so look into your note and be listening. <laughs> Praise God. So for David, after he had saved his own generation by the will of God, fell on sleep and was laid unto his fathers and saw corruption. So what was David talking, David talking about? He was not talking about himself. He was talking about one who was to come. Praise God. But he, but he, but he. So David saw corruption in 1 Kings, right? David died in 1 Kings 2.10. 1 Kings 2.10. Peter also made mention of it in Acts 2.29. They are saying the same thing. And where was their reference from? In the scriptures. In the scriptures. They referred to the scriptures. There was no um, vision to explain. No, no. It, it, the revelations that were given to us was explanation of the scriptures. There was no new vision. There was no, they didn't go to sleep and saw something and said, I, I went into the third heavens. Now let me release unto you the very mind of God. You should run away. Went into what third heaven? The first you should ask, what did you eat, pastor? <laughs> What did you eat, prophet, before you slept? What did you do before you sleep? You slept yesterday. You saw in what dead heavens. Explain the scriptures. That's what we are here for. Praise God. For David, after he had saved his own generation by the will of God, fell on sleep and was laid unto his fathers and saw corruption. But he, or who God raised again, saw no corruption. Be it known unto you. Verse 38. Be known unto you therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins. So in verse 27 to 29, Paul, Paul spoke about the death, 
And the fact that it was a fulfillment of all that was written concerning him. The scriptures are testimony of Jesus. In verse 30, he especially stated that God raised him from the dead. In verse 33 and 34, he emphatically spoke of the promise made to the fathers and how the same had been fulfilled unto them, the children, by God raising Jesus from the dead. So the promise of the Father will be the raising of our Lord Jesus from the dead. And that same spirit which God used to raise Jesus from the dead will become our benefit. It will be the same spirit that will bring us to life. So the promise of the Father is the spirit. The spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. That same spirit is in us. That's the promise of the Father. Hallelujah. Praise God. Are you getting something this morning? It's very important. Thus, the fulfillment of the promise made a fall by the prophets in the scriptures was upon Jesus' resurrection from the dead. From the dead. He didn't promise us marriage. He didn't promise us good jobs. He promised us his spirit. That is why Christianity is specific. Christianity is not talking about so many things like that. <laughs> eh? They didn't promise us promotion. As some people are looking for promotion, people are looking for jobs. Think about it. Eh? While some are looking for promotion, people are looking for jobs. It's not even going to job. Some are even looking for qualification to go look for a job. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. And some have even been born. Ah. <laughs> to start life. The other day I said, oh, I wish I was a child. Because <laughs> children don't care about anything. No, you are thinking. You think they are thinking like you. But why are you doing this? Why are you stressing me? You are crying. Rough, rough, rough. I don't really care. Like, yeah! <laughs> I said, I wish I was a child. You to carry me like this. <laughs> Praise God. Why you don't care about school fees? You know, you the only thing is that you go, to, you know, you go to school and come back. You don't care school fees. Any child that asks that, how do you? Is a, is an adult? Send the child. To, <laughs> any child? How how you, how do you make money? Have you pay? How do you make money to pay my fees? I want to understand the arithmetic. It's not a child anymore. <laughs> no child will ask that. I, I don't really care like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> This, this attitude can only be to the gospel. You know, that's the attitude we take the gospel. Is that it? Yes. Okay, my daddy says so. I will not take yours. My daddy says this. Or my mommy says this. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> verse 35. He quoted from Psalm 16, verse 10. I, I've already explained that. About Jesus' resurrection from the dead. In verse 37, Paul again for the fourth time, emphasized Jesus' resurrection from the dead. Verse 38, Paul preached the forgiveness of sins from the scriptures. So what it means is that forgiveness of sins is not a new, it's not a, it's not a new revelation. It has already been there. You see, it, it, it was concealed. The Greek word for revelation is akapolupsis, which is to open up so, open up means that the thing was there to unveil, to expose acapolupsis. So, acapolupsis is not necessarily something new to present. Uh-uh. 
Acapolipsis is the thing was there, but it was covered. So, the Old Testament books of the Bible conceals Christ. The New Testament books of the Bible reveal Christ. And we've, saw, we've seen that the revelation here is nobody's dream or nightmare. It was the explanation of the concealed Christ that becomes our revelation. Are you following? Oh, are you in the church at all? <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. So, uh, we're establishing a lot of things here. Don't go and be lied to. No. Christ was right there from the beginning of the scriptures. In verse 39, he made a distinction between justification by faith. Justification by faith. Justification by faith in the resurrection and seeking to be justified by the law. So there was, there's a dichotomy. A difference between justification by faith, which is by Christ, or justification by the law of Moses. Justification by the law of Moses can never be reached. You cannot do enough. That's justification by faith and forgiveness of sins were present when Moses gave the law. Acts 17. Acts 17. We also saw Peter, uh, Paul again in Thessalonica. Acts 17, 22. Acts 17, 22. Acts 17, 22. We did this last week, right? Then Paul stood in the midst of the mass here and said, Ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all the things ye are too superstitious. For as I passed by, I beheld your devotions and found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God, whom therefore ye ignorantly worship. Him declare I unto you. The one you ignorantly worship, I declare unto you. Verse 30. And the times of the ignorance, and the time of this ignorance, God winked at. But now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. To repent. 31. Because he had, pro he had appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness. That righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained. Wherefore he hath given assurance unto all men. In that he hath raised him from the dead. Look at it. In that. He had raised him from the dead. It's about the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. 32. And when they had heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked and others said, we will hear thee again of this matter. Some believed. Some were not convinced. That's it. Some, some, in fact, some did not believe and some were not convinced. It's two different things. Though. Some did not believe forget. That's why they mocked him. And then some were not convinced. We'll have to hear him again on the matter. <laughs> In the book of Hebrews, we have believing Jews, unconvinced Jews, and unbelieving Jews. In one book. So, you may be reading one part. It may be referring to um, believing Jews. Then, another part, unconvinced Jews. It means those people, they've heard something. Eh. But, eh, eh, so you are saying we should not confess our sins. Okay, eh, but there is another scripture somewhere. Okay, if you bring, can you explain? Eh, unconvinced, you are not convinced. Eh, if, you don't, if you don't confess our sins, are the sins not on us? That's an unconvinced Jew. Then there is one who is an unbelieving Jew. Take your nonsense away. We'll be confessing from Adam. 
What's the scripture? I know we've been confessing from what's the scripture? We've been confessing from Adam. I know you don't know. Praise God. So in the in what we've just read, Paul, Paul's message was from the scriptures. They all quoted from the Holy Scriptures. And his focus was the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ from the dead, verse 31 and 32. And so it is vital to note that nobody got saved in the Acts of Apostles without being preached to from the scriptures. Because the only material that was available to them was the scriptures. Genesis 2, Malachi. And they preached Christ from those books. They preached forgiveness of sins from those very same books. They preached the resurrection of Jesus from the books. Wow. And that is why we have no reason not to preach. Because everything now has been open to us. We have access to all. It was not even in their days where they had to now explain the scriptures. It's so clear. The scriptures have been explained. That is why you cannot sit under anyone to who, who is convincing you to think that there is any, any hidden truth anymore. Come on. If it was in the days of Peter, we can allow it. If it was in the days of the Acts of Apostles, we can allow it. But not today when every, the books have been completed. There is no hidden truth anymore. The, what do you call that? There is no mystery anymore. The mysteries have been demystified. Praise God. Hallelujah. Mm, the mysteries have been demystified. How do we see that in the Gospels? When the temple uh, uh, temple uh, what do you call that? Cloth was, was, was cut in twain. And now the mysteries were demystified. That's how we saw it in typology. The hidden things in the holies of holies had been opened up. So there are no mysteries anymore. Praise God. Yours is to know. Our business today is to know what has already been revealed. Praise God. Hallelujah. The scriptures therefore remain the basis of our faith. If you are looking to the basis of your faith, it's not any prophet under any tree. It's not by your traditions. It's about the scriptures. Praise God. Hallelujah. That is, the gospel of Christ must contain the facts outlined in the scriptures. The minute these facts are absent, the message is no longer God's message or Christ's message. The facts of, 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 the facts of the gospel, the facts of the gospel will be his death, his burial, his resurrection. What you will be or what you will have are messages preached in excellency of speech and wisdom of men which do not have the ability to save. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. You, they don't have the ability to save. So, clearly, none of the apostles preached any other set of facts. Hence, what we see written in the epistles are written in the light of these facts. The facts of the three days and three nights. What you see in the epistles, which form our doctrine today, are the explanation of these facts. In relation to the new creation, that's what you find in the Acts of Apostles. First, first Peter 1. Let's do some space. First Peter 1. Are you there? Verse 10. Of which salvation the prophets have inquired and said diligently, who prophesied of the grace that shall come unto you. 
the prophets prophesy of the grace that shall come unto you. Are you following? Verse 11. Certain what? Or what manner of time the spirit of Christ which was in them did, did signify when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. So the prophesied concerning the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. It was the inspiration behind the gospel. The glory, the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow was the inspiration behind the gospel. Is that not it? All through the scriptures. All through the scriptures. And you know scriptures now all Testament books of the Bible. Genesis to Malachi. 2 Peter 1.20 2 Peter 1.20 These are the facts of the scriptures. The facts of the gospel. 2 Peter 2.20 For if, for if after they have escaped the pollutions of this world through the knowledge of the, of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ they are again entangled therein and overcome the latter end and overcome. The latter end is worse with them than the beginning for it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they had known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. One twenty, sorry, one twenty. Second Peter one twenty. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. Wow, private interpretation means that it has no. Uh, you cannot give it any origin. You cannot give it any source. You cannot give any opinion to it. You cannot give it any thought. That's what it means. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of men. Of man. But holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. They were moved by the Holy Ghost. They were moved. Jesus had hitherto validated the message of the prophets. When he said in John 5 39, John 5 39, he says, Set the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, but they are they which testify of me. But you will not come to me that you may have life. You will not come to me that you may have life. So the subject matter of the scriptures is a person. They testified of him. He is the testimony of the scriptures. He is the fulfillment of the scriptures. Praise God. And Paul's experience in Berea is interesting because it speaks volume. Acts 17. Acts 17, verse 10 and 11. Acts 17, 10 and 11. And the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night unto Berea, who coming tighter went into the synagogue of the Jews. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. Notice that his audience also checked the scriptures daily to check, to confirm if the things they taught were true. They also said the scriptures. So it's double emphasis, it's confirmation. 
that they preached from the scriptures. And what did they preach from the scriptures? The resurrection of Jesus from the dead, which also is our message today, which we cannot review, which we cannot alter, which we cannot change, because that is what produces life in men. Praise God. We preach the gospel, and that is the ability of God to save every man. No more. Nothing more. It is not to... Look, if you are going to preach marriage, and it is not on Christ, forget it. If you are going to preach, um, what else? Eh? Relationships. Those are the things that catch up. When you go to university like this and they are doing relationships, come and see the room. Your auditoriums are full. And you say, come and pray. Your auditoriums are empty. Empty. We want to grab there as you pray. <laughs> and any relationship topic that is not on Christ, the finished work of Christ, because you should be fine. The other person should be fine. So when you come together, you can present Christ in the relationship. Relationship is not in heaven, it's here. Marriage is not in heaven, it's here. So you find man, find woman. Did I say find man? Find woman, find man. You bring Christ <laughs> into the relationship. Are you here? Yeah. So anything outside Christ taught, it's just a figment of people's imagination. That's it. As if people are not compatible. What is compatibility? I'm not compatible. I just realized that we are not compatible after 10 years. <laughs> I, I, it just dawned on me that we are not compatible. Oh, bro, for Naba. <laughs> oh, you know, it's true. You know, reality catches you up in marriage. It, it catches you up. I remember when we got married, a minister asked me, in fact, I heard it before, before we got married, that when you get into marriage, the first two years, reality, reality will catch you. So, a pastor asked me, so, hey, the, your wife that you married, eh, if we should, if we should, uh, it's like you are not married, will you marry her again? I said, this one is a temptation. Any answer you give will betray you. <laughs> Reality will catch you. Yeah. So you work it. Reality will catch you. If you say no, eh? If you say yes, eh? Are you sure? If you say no, huh? You know? <laughs> so whichever you answer, you're in trouble. I said, I'll, I'll reserve my answers to myself. Praise God. Yeah, so there's nothing like, uh, we are not compatible. You work it. You work it. Once the two of you have been put together, work it. Are you here? I'm still preaching Christ though. <laughs> work it. What else? Hmm. So, they confirmed it. They searched it. Acts 17, 12. We just read that one, right? They said through and they found it. Oh, yes. It's true. It's true. And when Galio was the deputy of Achaia, the, the Jews made insurrection with one accord against Paul and brought him to judgment, to the judgment seat. Why? Why did they bring him to the judgment seat? Why did they bring him to the judgment seat? He was praising Jesus. He was preaching Jesus. And they are seeing that many people were believing. And they are believing like that. No, 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 no. We have to stop you. How can you be believing that dead man and his ghost working in you? That's how they'll put it to. Somebody's ghost is working in you. And you say, you believe. Stop that nonsense. Stop that, stop that nonsense. Be persecuted for the gospel. Nothing more, nothing less. As a believer. Don't, don't be persecuted because you are doing wrong things. Though. Be persecuted for the gospel because that's the only thing you can rejoice in. 
Uh, if you are doing the wrong thing, I'm telling you, how is that a persecution? Uh, you, are, you, are, you are cooking beans, and the beans is uh, beans, uh, ding, ding, beans are. I said, stop this beans, stop this nonsense, your food is not good. I said, Lord, I, I curse anybody who, 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 is, who is tarnishing my image. Stop it, go and cook the beans well. The only thing you rejoice is persecution because of the Bible or the gospel. Are you here? Yeah. And people don't like me. People don't like me. And when I go into the midst of people, they don't like me. It's because it's because it's because anytime you enter amongst us, it's like the whole hell has been opened to us. So we don't want to associate with you. I'm still preaching. So it's not persecution. Go and take a good bath. It's good for the money. Yeah. Go and take a good bath. People begin to smile at you. Wow. Hello. Because anytime you, you do like, oh my goodness, what is happening here? The hells have been opened. Go and take a good bath. Put on, roll on. You're fine. Praise God. You don't have to go and buy any expensive. Look, people, people rather smell the, people bath the perfume, they smell water. You've caught it. You've caught the revelation. Take a good bath. You are good to go. Hey, I don't like you. They don't like me. They don't like me. Who don't like you? You don't speak well. There are people who are, who are trite. They don't like people talk about people. Oh, you only talk about people. So, my pastor said the other day, said, a friend used to come to him. He said, anytime you come to me, you are talking about people. I don't want to talk about people. My pastor. It means that that person should be in the circle. Of either a pastor or something. Because how can you just enter my pastor's house? You must be somebody useful. Or in his circle. But anytime this man comes to his house, he's talking about people. I don't want it. So, that person can also go and say, uh, as for me, or can even say that uh, my pastor nowadays is or training home. No! You choose what you want. You choose who should be in your circle. Praise God. So, with that one, it's not persecution. Go and, go and, go and clean your mouth. Because the things that are coming out of your mouth is not good. Praise God. Am I still preaching here? Yeah. I've said a lot of things this morning. It's good to do that. Praise God. So it's not persecution. Persecution should be only in the confines of you preaching the gospel. That's persecution. Then Jesus says, rejoice and be glad. Rejoice and be glad. That one is no problem at all. Rejoice and be glad. But when people are correcting you, they don't like me. man. Stop it. Check yourself. Check yourself and say, and they don't like me. Who doesn't like you? (laughs) So Jesus and all the apostles in the Acts of Apostles and in the epistles preached from the scriptures. He preached from the scriptures. Thus to preach a need-based sermon. If you are going to preach a need-based sermon, like when you you cast your eye into the church, you find a lot of singles. So it's a need-based sermon. So all your sermons are designed like that so you can get a lot of young people married. It's a need-based sermon. Because after they get married, they still need the message. That is why there are churches now who are are in trouble. They are matching them and they are breaking up in the same church. Yes. So they have a department to correct it now. You have no idea. Hey, hey, pastor, hey, when you go to that church, the way they are marching, they are marching and breaking at the same time, I'm telling you. They have a department now to be addressing those things. You, you don't know. You don't know. All you see is that when you get to that church, they will march you rough, rough. Go and march. 
Praise God. It's not about need base. No. You have to be well. You have to be well. You have to be well. Let the gospel minister to you. So it's not about need base. It's not about need base. When you see a lot of people in your church who are poor, they say, now we have to address that quickly. Let them be rich. Without the gospel, they'll run away from you. They'll run away from you. So it's not about need base. You see a lot of sick people. Now he creates sick uh, sermons. Jesus of Nazareth, he healed the sick, he raised up the dead, he caused the blind to see. That's your message. Acts, um, um, Matthew 5. You know those kind of messages? Is it Mark 5? You go there, Bethesda, pool of Siloam. What you are creating is a sick bay. And very soon, once they get healed, I have not first seen someone get healed and still stay in the clinic. Huh. Don't do that. That's not our business. Are you here? We preach the wholesome truth. Everything is inside. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yeah. That's the gospel of Christ. It's not skewed. It's not skewed. It's not need-based. No. It's the complete truth of God's revelation to man. Praise God. Are you here? So that cannot be the gospel. That cannot be the gospel. So our messages are all how to maneuver. No. No. In the days of Peter, in the days of Jesus, in the days of the apostles, the system was so hard. The system has always been hard. But they have never found reason to preach that system. They preach Christ. Praise God. Are you following? Yeah. Yeah. They preach Christ. They preach Christ. So if it's about money, gospel, if it's about miracles, it's about healings, as the gospel of Christ will only result in false conversions. False conversions. They never came for him. They came for it. They came for the things. They came for the goodies. When you go to this, you get healed quickly. You get, you get connection. You go to the church, you, you get business connection. You go to the church, you get people to sponsor you. Hey. It's not the basis of you coming to church. You are in the wrong place. The gospel is not receiving. It's not receiving a miracle. Otherwise, all that were healed and the four gospels would have been automatically saved. They were not saved. They didn't believe him. They believed what he did. Are you here? Praise God. Neither are the testimonies of needs being met. Neither is it testimonies of needs being met. We can thank God for those things. But that is still not the gospel. Your, your needs being met. Oh Lord, thank you Lord. Ah, a few years ago, I was looking for an opportunity and I got it. Thank you Lord. That is still not the gospel. He said, look at me. Look at how fresh I'm looking. Look at me. Look at my ring. It's, it's all the grace of God. The ring is not the grace of God. <laughs> the ring is not the, it's not the gospel. Hey, this thing. You know, sometimes it can tight you. Hey. <laughs> how is this the, how is this testimony? Hey. <laughs> You know, the reason why I love is the, the stories that are just flashing through my head. Oh. It is. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> One day I'll tell you a story. <laughs> One day this thing of mine got lost. <laughs> and the, the beautiful thing is that it got lost it got lost in the presence of the other partner of my of my wife. Is you understand? 
Because if you go and lose this thing somewhere, it's suspicious, you <laughs> So, she saw me remove it. She saw me put it at a place. But the two of us could not find it again for months. Then people start asking me, what is happening? We don't see you where. You know that kind of thing. I said, don't worry. <laughs> then when we go home, then we go and laugh. <laughs> because we knew that it was lost. But people are asking, people are so suspicious. Hey, what is happening? Are they fine? I'm sorry, they are praying for us. Continue to pray. <laughs> God is good. <laughs> and I said, that's the beauty of marriage. You know what the two of you are doing? What's your problem here? You know what bystanders can be thinking? Hey! Mm, the way the two of them are walking, they are not fine. Is that your problem? <laughs> no. The way the two of them are not smiling together. Check your own. Check when you think about yourself small. Are you here? We lost it for months. It was mine too alone. No? And it, was, it would have been obvious because Hey! <laughs> we go home, we talk about it, we laugh. Ah. I said, This person to has approached me today. Oh. I said, Hey, well, then let's keep it. Let's let, don't go and look for it again. Keep it. <laughs> hey, how people can think. Think and don't think about themselves. Believers. And people be spying. People be spying. <laughs> spying what? Stop thinking. Go preach. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you want to preach to Pastor, that would have been fine. Pastor, I want to talk to you about something. I, I don't see your ring on. I see by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Then I lay hands on you. <laughs> Praise God. Can we run off? Let's run off. Yeah. Mm. Think about yourselves more. Hey, you are not me. You are not the pastor. I should be thinking about you. You to think about yourself more. Are you here? You are not the lead pastor. There's an extent to which you can think about people, people's business. Are you here? Even me, I sleep. Why are you not asleep? Because you are thinking about somebody's business. Let me not sleep. Eh? Why are you taking my job? What will I do again? <laughs> Praise God. Yeah. People see people and they are so suspicious. What are you thinking? Have you finished reading Mark 16? Hello? If I should ask you to cut it right now, heaven will come to earth. No, no. We are growing. Are you here? Yeah, it's not to say you not be concerned, but don't be overly concerned. You cannot weep. You, you, can, <laughs> you cannot weep more than the bereaved. Am I still preaching? Yeah. These are important things. Do you know the gospel? Can you communicate it? Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. So they didn't preach any other thing. Paul, when he came to the Corinthians, he says, I don't want to know anything about you. Save Christ and him crucified. I don't want to know anything about you. It's about spiritual growth. Those are things that are pertinent. Yes. The believers must focus on important things. The things that are not important, don't focus on them. It will impair your growth. It will impair your growth. It will stifle your growth. And you will not be able to grow well. Praise God. Mm, all this suspicious. This is it your business? Are you, are you part of counselors? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hey, we'll be out in the office. Let counselors not sleep and be thinking, oh, what's happening? Lord, what, what can we do? 
You are not one of them. You are, any, you are not even a, a protocol officer. And you are thinking like this. Hey! Wait till you get responsibilities. You stop thinking. So, to call Jesus by names, for example, like captain of the boat of my life, come to Jesus and he will calm every storm of your life. It's not true. Uh, um, uh, go to Jesus. We don't go to Jesus. We receive him. Are you here? He says, I gave my life to Christ. It's a mistake. It was his life that brought you to life. It was his life that brought us to life. Quickened together with him. So his life brought us life. Praise God. So you cannot say those things. It's improper. And that can never be the gospel. Come to Jesus and he will quench the storms of your life. Come to Jesus who will settle every argument around you. Come to Jesus who will pay your debt. Uh, he paid the debt I did not owe. And the debt is not the, the debt of sin. Oh, the debt. He paid the debt. I did <laughs> and that is why they will continue to push it to the extent that they will tell you Jesus will give you miracle money. It's, it's coming from somewhere. It has a root. Mm. A lie will only be modified. A lie can only be modified. To gargantuan proportions, is that not it? It can only be modified. So they start from here. He paid the debt. He's paying your debt. Miracle money. Bank account full. Bank account. Hey! Anytime you go to bank and you you find money that you did not deposit, you know that the bank is still watching. When they freeze your account, you see, you go and withdraw money. <laughs> and now the banks are all interconnected. Oh, oh yeah, go and mess up in a, a GZB. Go to, run to Stanchard. They will find you there. Yeah. There are officers doing that. Checking what is going on amongst the banks. So you cannot, you cannot lie in one bank and go to another. Yeah. Credit worthiness. You see, they will catch you. They will catch you. <laughs> Praise God. Are you learning something? <laughs> so anyone can call the name of Jesus when he's in need or in dire emotional straits. But until such person believes Jesus' resurrection from the dead, they are not and cannot be said cannot be said to be saved. Oh Lord, help me. Oh Lord, help me. You can call the name of Jesus. I believe him. You don't necessarily believe him. Anybody can say that. But what brings saving grace is you believing in his resurrection. And that is why when we go around, we are forceful on this because we are not sure what brought people to salvation. We are not sure. What message? They just come to our campuses and showed us videos of how people are burning in hell, only to go to understand that spirits cannot burn. So any video like that is not true. Spirits don't burn. Uh -uh. Have you seen a ghost burn before? So why are you showing that as a Magido? Showing a hellfire. Hey! Oh, James straight! Then you are afraid. I say, hey, if I don't go to Jesus now, I'll burn. I don't want to burn. Then they'll compare Sahara Desert, Africa heat to hell. If you are in Africa like this, and the heat is so strong, you can imagine what will happen in hell. It could be ten times, one million times. It's all working on your mind like this. Only for you to grow to understand that you become Abraham, Abraham ben Moshe. You're like, ah, the spirit cannot bend. So if you believe that and you came to Christ, it's false. You are a false convert. A false convert. And you are just waiting for one exposure. One 
truth to take you out of that into whatever you were in originally. So that is not true. 2 Corinthians 4.5 2 Corinthians 4.5 Are we following? My time is almost up. Wow. Yeah. I'll finish. 2 Corinthians 4.5 Are you there? For we preach not ourselves but Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves your servants for Jesus sake. We preach not ourselves. So your message is not your is not the message. Your story is not his story. Your, your testimony is not his testimony. The testimony of God will be his resurrection from the dead. The message of Christ will be his resurrection from the dead. The message of God will be his resurrection from the dead. It's not your personal message. It's not, it's not about how well you're doing. <clears throat> no. No, there's nothing like that. Salvation is to hear the gospel as explained and outlined in the scriptures. God's promise, which has fulfilled, which has been fulfilled in raising Jesus from the dead and to believe in what he alone has done. The work of Christ. He alone, salvation is of the Lord. He alone is the author of salvation. He alone is the author of salvation. Praise God. And we are the beneficiaries of that work. We are not a participant. We are not co-authors. No. He authored it alone and we have become beneficiaries of his work. Hallelujah. Praise God. And that is why you don't have any covenant with God. Covenant how? Were you a participant? No. When he, when he, when he wanted to partner man in the person of Abraham as the father of faith, he could not handle it. When God was passing, Abraham was in the second heaven. He, was, he had collapsed. So God, God was at this end. Abraham was at this end. And the, 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 the treaty or the covenant was that I will go to their cat animals on either side. And the blood of the animals had entered into the gully in the middle. So God will enter, will go through. Abraham will also go through. Then now they have a palm. God was here. Abraham was here. By the time God began to move, Abraham had collapsed at the other end. Then God knew that he could not have covenant with man. So for him to have covenant with man, God will become man. So that God will have covenant with God. Then we, in this man God, will have the, the benefits of the covenant that has been established. Praise God. Are you here? Yeah. So it's, you don't have any covenant with God. I am a beneficiary of the covenant between God and God. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's why we enjoy it. I am not. I am not. Did I die? <laughs> Are you catching anything here? This is what we preach with power. This is what we call revelation. Explanation of the scriptures. There's nothing more to this. Praise God. So that he alone can do what he alone has done. What he alone has done. To the extent that that is why even in singing, you see, what you know in salvation is what impacts your worship. To the extent that if you say, Nyankopong Osajifu, that Osajifu, I've told you before, that your first president, our first president, was called Osajifu. Any appellation that can fit man, hmm? any appellation that can fit man 
is not sufficient to fit God. Hmm. Oh, are you following here? So, you, you make it simple. His name is Jesus. Settle everything. Check it. Check it. It can never fit God. His name is Jesus. And that name is the name given him, which is above every name. And at, the, at, at that name, every knee shall bow. Praise God. Romans 1, 1 to 4. As we round up. Romans 1, 1 to 4. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of Christ, of God, which he had promised afore by the prophets or by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures concerning his son Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh, and declared as a, declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. The word promise that implies a self-validating commitment. Look at it. Afore promised, promised, had, which he had promised. So he said he will do a self-validating commitment. He didn't say you will do. The promise is that he will do, not you will do. Are you following? Yeah. In other words, salvation is to believe in what he alone has done. It must not be mistaken to mean following God. Salvation is not following God. After you are saved, you follow God. Following God is a consequence of your identification with him. And it's after salvation. <laughs> are you following here? Yeah. Or giving to God. Giving to God is your understanding of appreciation of all the Lord has done. So you don't give to him to qualify. It is because you have been qualified without works. Out of the abundance of what he has done. You said now my commitment to him is to give. My appreciation to him is to give. Or my appreciation of him to give. It's, it's an outflow of your salvation. Salvation is to believe in God's own commitment that he will save. Salvation is of the Lord. So salvation is for me to believe that he will save. God's own commitment that what he says he will do. So what he says we will do primarily will be salvation. What he says he will do is not marriage. What he says he will do is not children. Primarily, what he says he will do is the thing he has promised, which he is committed to, is salvation. Wow. After what we read it in the Old Testament, we're looking to things. 
what he says he will do has he promised that he has not fulfilled has he said and it has not be, it has not come to pass what he says he will do he will do oh it's about salvation wow some of us are hanged on wrong word though in fact we've hanged on the right word for the wrong reasons it's just like saying the glory of god is in men we never saw it like that in the Old Testament. We saw his glory in things. We saw his glory in situations. No, what he was communicating is that that will all be saturated in man. Wow. So we know the right things for the wrong reasons. For example, we come to church and I said there is an open door. I'm sure all of us, if you're a student, you see A's. If you're a worker, you saw dollars. In fact, you will not be paying CDs anymore. I see an open door. No, an open door before you will be an open door to the nations. So we know the right things for the wrong reasons. Can you imagine you tell a barren woman, I see an open door. Do you know what she'll see? Babies. Yeah, yeah, I see. <laughs> Praise God. And for, <laughs> for someone who has waited on the Lord for many years, and the husband has not come. I see an open door. What will the person be thinking? So you can be seated here because of your predicament. Will be hearing this good word for the wrong reasons. Possible. Are you here this morning? So you must hear it as God intends it to be. That's how the scriptures are explained. We explain it in relation to what He says He will do. Are you here? <laughs> ah, let me close my time is up so a good hmm. what about drawing near to God drawing near to God will not validate anything drawing near to God is because you know you have been saved you draw near that is why it is that, that, that's not salvation consecration consecration is an outflow of salvation Giving to God is not our flaw of salvation. As good as this sounds, to serve righteous people, it cannot save. It cannot save. How is it going to save? Give all your money, it will save. Lay your treasures where your heart is. Where your money is, that's where your heart is. Lay all your treasures. If you're not doing it out of a cheerful heart, out of knowledge, I've never seen anybody give and his money has been multiplied before. In fact, the people you give to are those who multiply. You are not here. I came to disappoint you, but you still give me. It's the person you are giving to. If I'm giving to you, who are bound? That is why you must do it with knowledge. Else you don't go to your bank and find it there. It will not be there. See, we must bring the church to a place of knowledge so that our activities are by knowledge. You understand? I, I am giving to God's work because I believe I have to finance God's work. It's not because when I go to my bank account it will multiply there. It's nothing like that. So seed. Seed to what? Seed that we've sown. Uh, when are we going to water? When will it germinate? Ephesians 2.8 But that's not what it is. A believer who doesn't know how to give is not a believer. You should not be coerced to give. What are you waiting for? 
My last but one scripture. Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2. Let's do verse 8. For by grace ye are saved through faith. Ah! This alone should make you give. For by grace I'm saved. What is more costly than salvation? Ah! Something that took the life of God in man. You are not following. What is more costly than salvation? And that is why it can only be his work. Any other thing is not costly. What is money? But how can you see God be holding on to money? So that we'll have to coerce you, cajole you, light you small before you bring out two cities. I'm sure if it was a prophet this morning, he was speaking dangerous words. I'm sure he'd be pouring money here. Yeah. Because something must move, man. <laughs> if the gospel is not moving you, you are dead. What, what quickens man? It's the gospel. It's the gospel. So you don't have to be lied to to give money. I see, I see, I see something. I have to cut it. I have to cut it off right now. Hey, hey, hey. Come and sow seed. $1,000. Yeah. I don't have a way. Go and get it. I'm waiting for you before we close. Because I know your child is in the US because I have to charge dollars. Hey, woo. <laughs> I'm just challenging you to check how worthy your offerings are. Because we're being lied to you, they've brought everything. You have to see how people wipe out their bank account because of fear. You have no idea. People do the things they do because sometimes they are afraid. And because they want people to be in their circles. Yeah, that's why they are doing the things they are doing. If I'm doing this, I know that a pastor will be praying for me. People must pray for me as though I'm doing it. No, no, that's not the point. It has become transactionary. If I do this, I know if I give this bishop, I know he'll be praying for me. Yes, he'll pray, but it, that, that's, not, that's not the right, the best reason why you should give. Hmm. You are not here this morning. Go and check what people are doing. You'll be shocked. For by grace are we saved. It's by grace, through faith, that not of ourselves, not of yourselves, it's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Titus 3, 4. The last scripture, then we close. Today is partnership, right? Are the envelopes out? Ah, because not everybody in the first service will, will join the second service, right? Yeah, so let the envelopes go around. And Titus. Titus. Or if you're not giving them out, Please give them out. Titus 3.4 Why is Titus in my Bible? Have you found Titus? Hey, I, I can't find Titus. Why is Titus? Titus 3.4 Yes. But after that, the kindness, love of God our Savior, mm-hmm. Lord man appeared. Hallelujah. But after that the kindness and love of God our Savior towards man appeared. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah. So salvation is his work. The gospel is concerning his son, Jesus. Jesus is what? Jesus' resurrection from the dead. It is in that resurrection that we have life. That we have justification. That we have sanctification. That we have salvation. All happening at the same time. Praise God. It is in that 
that we have life. We call it eternal life. We call it resurrection power. We call it everlasting life. We have justification. We have righteousness. We have sanctification. We have consecration. We have salvation. Praise God. Hallelujah. No, nothing more. Nothing less. Nothing more. Nothing less. So next week, we will now answer the question, when is a man saved? After having gone through faith in Christ, what is the gospel that we can now answer? When is a man saved? Are you blessed? Praise God. Hallelujah.